Oh, postpartum. That blurry, blissful time after you have your baby. But what's it really like? What can you expect? How does it really feel to bring a new baby home? Hey, I'm Chelsea, and here on the Postpartum Project, I get to talk to real moms about their postpartum experiences, because I believe that sharing our stories can help other moms feel seen and less alone. Yep, it's messy, but it's also pretty magical. Welcome to the Postpartum Project. Today I'm talking to Miranda. She's a mom, a postpartum doula, and an energy worker, and she tells her story of learning to come back to herself after a traumatic first birth, and how that healing led her to her doula work and ultimately to a completely different second postpartum experience. Here's Miranda's story. Hey, Miranda. I am so excited to hear your story today. I'm so excited to talk with you. Oh, so good. We've been talking about this for so long. Also, you were our second postpartum mom that I documented. So I'm excited for everybody to hear your story just straight from your mouth of your first and second postpartum experience. Mm -hmm. Yeah, me too. Oh, so good. So first, I want you to just tell me about yourself. What do you do with your day and tell me about your family, all that good stuff. All right. So yeah, my name is Miranda. I, um, where to begin? So I am originally from Virginia and moved out to Colorado. I've been out here for about 12, almost 13 years now. The math gets a little foggy. Um, but yeah, you know, my journey is really, I, I, ever since I moved out here, I really feel like I've just been guided to the next level of self. And, um, you know, that, that's how it, it went with having this little family of ours and and bringing us here to today, you know? Um, but I say, so I don't, I don't really, it's such a big question. I'm like, wait, which avenue do I go down? Which avenue? I know. Well, so I'd love for you to tell us what you do for work, because that is really important for your story, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So speaking of that guidance, so I um, went from being a teacher to teaching yoga, and then we had our first, we got pregnant with our first one. Um, And I did know when I was pregnant that she was going to guide me to something deeper, like more along the lines of work. And um, sure sure as shit, um, she did. And um, in my postpartum that, you know, through my deep struggles and depletion in my postpartum really guided me into this work. Um, So that's what I do. I'm a postpartum doula and specializing in Ayurveda. Um, and then I'm also an energy worker too. So, and both of those things really solidified in my postpartum. So within the last three years. Yeah. Wow. Um, tell me how you and your husband met. Oh yeah. Oh, that's always so fun. We do this sometimes. We just like, Hey, do you remember that time that we fell in love? We, we met in Boulder. Um, through some mutual friends and um, he was in an acapella group and I just swooned over him and um, 
he hugged me and I went weak, weak to my knees. So gushy smushy. <laughs> and you, we've just been together ever since. And that's almost been 10, 10 years next month. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Oh, crazy. So He's a yes. Oh, <laughs> I love that. So then um, I'd love to know kind of your journey toward pregnancy with your oldest daughter and then your pregnancy with her. I'd like to know about that. Yeah. So we went out to teach um, some, I t- taught kid yoga and I went to upstate New York and I knew once we got back from that, um, that we would start, start trying and we, it happened pretty immediately. Um, however, we found out some really tragic news right when we came back and I found out I was pregnant. Um, and then, so that was a really, it was a big, big low, just a death, a sudden death of a family member and a really, really high, right? Like a really low of losing a family member, a close family member, and then a high, you know, finding out you're pregnant. So, um, that very much so worked its way into my pregnancy. Um, I had, I mean, really the first two trimesters were very smooth for me. Um, and the third was just really hard. My digestion just like flip flopped and, um, I just, the, the uncomfortableness of being that pregnant anyway. So I really felt it. And that was, it was really, really hard for me at that time. Um, so yeah. Yeah. That's that. Yeah. Yeah. So then how did that move you into your birth story with her? And I'd love to know your birth story with your oldest. Yeah. Yeah. So um we had planned to give birth at a birth center. And um so she ended up coming my water broke on her due date. <laughs> And of course, like, you know, the first time they're like, okay, once your water breaks, just go back to sleep if you can. And we definitely could not. It was two o'clock in the morning. And I was like, there's no way I'm going to go back. Like our babies aren't like, what are you know, all of these things start. It's like game mode. So we, um, we got up around nine and called our midwife. Um, and she said, okay, we'll come in, you know, take, cause no, I have I it didn't start and had, and I didn't have any contractions yet. So, um, we went in and, um, she said, take a big walk, eat a big breakfast and then come in around 11 o'clock. So we came in and then we started a whole bunch of different things. So we did nibble stimulation, we did herbs, and then we did um, she suggested doing castor oil, drinking castor oil. Yes. Yep. Yes. So we had a big spicy lunch and then we went home and I got a milkshake on the way home and we mixed the castor oil in there and it just, it just did it. Yep. Um, so we went we, it just happened pretty quickly. And by that evening we were at the birthing center. Um, and we labored there. The contractions came on pretty fast and pretty strong. And we were there for a while. And, um, around once there was a a mid, there was time for the midwives to shift or shift, shift, a little shift change. They, um, 
found that I wasn't, I was still at six centimeters. So um, at that point, because my water had been broken over 24 hours, um, they suggested me going in to the hospital. And so we transferred and there was just like, you know, just, we were oming the whole way. My mom was like, I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm just doing whatever my, my daughter needs me to do right now. I don't know what I'm saying, but I'm doing it for her. So we, you know, get to the hospital and then, um, I ended up getting an epidural. I was absolutely exhausted by the time we got to the hospital. I was like, I have no idea how I'm going to go any further because I was so, so, so tired. Um, and yeah, so we got, I had the epidural and we were all able to rest. And once I was fully dilated, we started to push we as an I. (laughs) Yes. And my support team around me. Yes. Um, and that sweet little girl just she was there and Derek, there was just no movement even after an hour. And, and by that point, my doctor came to me and said, okay, so here are our options, you know, and, um, and then we decided my husband and I, you know, like I was just like, I'm just so ready to meet my daughter right now. Like, I'm just so ready. I'm so tired. I'm so, um, ready for this to be to our baby to be in our arms. So we did decide to go in to do a cesarean. Um, and then that led us to our, the birth of our sweet little girl. Yeah. Wow. Wow. So, um, how did that birth lead you to postpartum the, the days right after and then beyond that? What was that like? Well, you know, I, was not at all prepared for a hospital birth. Um, I, in my mind was very resistant towards it. Um, so I didn't even pack like a just in case bag, which is so bizarre now thinking back. Um, so we really didn't have anything, but you know, this was three years ago. So my mom was able to, she delivered, she brought us everything we needed. She just, she went back to our house and got our stuff and brought us, all the goodies. And then, you know, we had lots of visitors and stuff, but I think the biggest thing here in those first couple days for me was just like, I was, I was white. I was, I was so, so tired from that birth. Mm. And then I had these feelings of shame and guilt come up. Mm. And at the time, you know, I'm just like, so exhausted. Also so excited to meet our little girl. Um, but these like little tiny quiet thoughts kept like creeping in and like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, um, that was a failure. You failed. Mm. You didn't give a natural birth. Um, all of these things kept going, you know? So, but I just kept going along. I just kept going along. And then we landed at home a couple days after the birth. And, um, my mom had, my sister lives in town too. So she ended up going to visit with her. And then that's when I sat down with my husband. I'm like, Hey, I I need to really kind of talk about the birth. Like I need to like process that with you. And just like so many tears flooded, like all of these emotions that were just pent up, um, just flow, like just flowed out of my body. It was just so in hindsight, like now I'm just like loving on that, my formal former self, but it was just such a, such a hard time. Yeah, absolutely. Wow. 
So as you were processing that and then moving beyond those early days into sort of that full first year, I mean, postpartum doesn't end. It's it's forever. Um, but it's those first few months and even that first year that's like you're in it. What was that like sort of, you know, this new body, this new baby, this new role, all of that? What was that? What did that feel like for you to be in that at that time? Oh, my goodness. So I am a person to like, I've always seeked the root of something. So when I was feeling this way in my postpartum in this way, being like, I I was tired. I felt, I felt like I needed someone to talk to. I felt like I needed someone that was a professional in postpartum because I'm like, I had no idea. I literally thought that you have your baby and then you come home and everything's like, there it is. But no, like there's a, there's a fuck ton of shifts that happen. <laughs> yep. There's like, I mean, like what, it, like breastfeeding, first of all, like the huge ass learning curve of breastfeeding and, um, all of these different things like, okay, well, healing from the trauma of, or the processing of, um, or the lack of processing the, the birth and, um, going all the way back to the loss of a family member that I never mm. processed because I clung to that, that high news versus the low. And so I had really bad poops and, um, which was very depleting mm. for me. I was anemic. I had no idea that I, I was anemic. Um, and so, you know, like all of the, this, like deep depletion, in my body kept guiding me forward. Cause I'm like, this isn't the way I wasn't able to touch my body. I wasn't able to even move my body. All of these practices, you know, my yoga practices, my breath practices, all of these tools that were, I was, was able to use before and find helpful just weren't accessible because of this pain that I had in my body mm. that I just needed to fully experience and be held by. I kept saying to my husband, I just need to be held. I just need to be held by someone, someone that knows what the hell I'm talking about, you know? Yeah. Um, and listens. So, um, that really guided me. And I was like, this is a black hole. Why isn't there any support? Like, why am I having to look so hard to find this support for myself? This is, you know, the, the, the nurses would come over and check on my baby and check his, um, his weight and the breastfeeding thing, which was huge for me, but no one checked me. No one asked how I was doing. Yeah. No. One. And so, um, I eventually went to acupuncture and that's when like all of the shit came up and, um, and that's really when I started like, okay, this is, this has got to change. This is, I want to change this. And this is a, that's kind of what launched me into the, is exactly what launched me into this work. So around four or five months postpartum, five months postpartum, um, I started a postpartum doula training and, and then the rest is history. Everything just like kept going on and on. You know, I was experiencing some, um, pain during sex. So that like led me down another avenue of meeting a, um, a public floor PT and, learning all about the womb and all about the pelvis and all about the muscles in the pelvis. And, um, it really, all of this pain within me has guided me to 
into this work and into these areas that I specialize in now and can empathize in fully and completely. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So um, did all of that work and learning and training help you kind of process through that trauma a little bit? I'd love to know kind of like how you got through it and to not the other side. I feel like it's always with you, but like, how did you move through that trauma? Yeah. Yeah. You know, and through my teachers and my, and my, and my trainings, I, I ended up going on to, um, so I did my first doula training and it wasn't as deep or as rich as I wanted it. Mm. There was like, it was very like, do this and do that, do this. And I'm like, but there's something more. There's like, you know, I'm an energy worker. So I like, like to get to like the soul of it, you know? Yeah. So I kept, I kept being guided to the next thing. And so I was guided to an Ayurvedic postpartum doula training. And, um, I had some phenomenal teachers in there. And again, like this, my, um, this di- my digestion stuff, it was really traumatic for me. It really, um, affected the way that I did things. Like I was scared that like, it just was really, really uncomfortable. So, um, one of my teachers spent some time with me and we went through from an Ayurvedic standpoint, like what was going on in my body. And, um, what really came through to me was that the death of my cousins or my, my cousin's life, like really, um, shook me from like a deep, deep level. And, you know, your gut health is closely tied to your emotional health. So it's just, it, it manifested in that way. So I, you know, like all of these different steps I started to take, I started to, I saw, I saw a a Chinese medicine doctor and there were these people that were hearing me and listening to like my specific body and my, these things that were happening in my body. And so that's where the healing kept happening, you know? And then I mean, like one thing after another, I, I, I felt this like arrival or this like landing in my body mm. and yeah, I just, oh, I'm just like, I love each person that has helped me along the way. And this like thinking about them just makes me want to squeeze and love on them. But it, it was just so, it was so healing each thing that has led me, that, that this pain has led me to through my healing yeah, towards my healing. Yeah, absolutely. So I know that kind of also commingles with um, every everything else, but um, I'd love for you to tell me about moving on to your next pregnancy and that story. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So I actually wasn't ready. Like I, as soon as I had my daughter, I was like, we're never having children again. <laughs> and my mom was like, I really, you know, like it surprised everyone. Cause I'm, I'm such a kid person, but my mom was like, I, I really believe you, Miranda. I don't like I, because she witnessed all of this. Um, but I was like, I, you know, I, I trust that future Miranda will know what's going on. Mm. So I, you know, I just surrendered to each to each experience and, um, knew that like once I, um, once I was ready, I would know that I was ready, you know? Yeah. So we ended up started trying. I, I, I like I said, I love all things, all things womb and pelvis. And, um, so I got really into 
um, fertility awareness method. And so I started to learn even more about my body and tracking the temperature and, you know, checking the cervical mucus and even learning where my cervix was. The first time I felt my cervix, I was like, Hey girl. (laughs) Um, and so all of these things, you know, deep, deeper, deeper knowledge of myself. And then, um, we got pregnant immediately and about six weeks after is when I had a miscarriage. And, um, you know, I I knew that the night before that was what, that it was happening. And then I woke up that morning and I felt that, um, you know, I felt it, I had the blood and I felt the cramps and it was just so sad to me. It was just like such a deep sadness, but also this, this knowing that like, it just wasn't time. Mm. And, um, yeah. So we, you know, I came home, I was at with my girlfriends that weekend and then we, um, they were there and like, just, it was a blessing. And then I came home and shared, you know, I had called my husband that morning, but we came home and we kind of like got to get, you know, sat in circle and just were, were together and he was really supportive. And, um, we were like, you know what, let's just wait let's just wait a little bit while, a little while longer. So the holidays went on and, um, and then around February last year is when we knew it was time again. And I felt I, after my miscarriage, I had done the things that I felt like was what I needed. So my thing is Reiki. I love energy work. So that was really healing for me. And, um, and then back to February, we are still doing the fertility awareness method. We got pregnant immediately. And, um, and then that was the, the, the pregnancy excitement of the second one. And, you know, I really did feel like I had healed from the first miscarriage or from our miscarriage. Um, but it really showed itself like this fear of losing this birth or this baby was really, was really heavy for me. So I was like, Ooh, okay. And then it was the start of the pandemic. So there was like, it was a lot. It was a lot in that beginning, but, um, yeah, I mean, and then being pregnant during the pandemic and moving through this fear of miscarriage, um, and moving through with like more awareness and, um, calling in a lot of support from my family, my friends, my husband and my, my breath and my body, my spirit and my spirituality. Um, it really guided us to our birth here now. Yeah. Yeah. So then tell me, um, I know in you in real life and I (laughs) obviously, um, and I've read your birth story and it's so beautiful. It just gave me chills when I read it. And I am so excited for you to tell us about your birth story with your son. Um, and that's also not to say that your first birth story wasn't amazing too. I just never heard it until today. So um, yeah, so please tell us about your birth story with your son. I'd love to hear it. Yeah, so we, um, again, like I always say, like I trust my future. So I always, I say, that's the thing I say all the time. I'll tr- I trust future Miranda. She'll know what's going on. Um, or what's the best thing to do. And so I was like, okay, when we found out, like, am I going to have a cesarean birth again? Or am I going to um, have V back? And so I just moved through it. And I think pretty, pretty early on, I knew that I wanted a cesarean birth. Um, and I started to plan this birth. And um, 
you know, like we were able to have my mom come up and she was, you know, with my daughter while we went in. And, um, it was November, which is a little Scorpio babe, which is like two days before my husband's. Um, so we went in and, um, it was just such a different experience, right? Like I wasn't laboring. So we were like, just driving down the hill and I'm drinking my apple juice and you know, like da, 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 the sun is beautiful. And I'm like, okay, here we go. We're talking like, this is really weird. Here we go. <laughs> so we get to the hospital and we do the check-in. And of course this comes with like a whole bunch of different things, you know, like I, I had to like really root myself in the moment, but like little hiccups come up here and there. And you can read more detail of what I'm talking about in my birth story. But, um, like it just, these little things that just like, it's interactions with people. Yeah. But you know, we go straight to the pre-op room and they do all of the things. They had a wonderful nurse. And like I said, in my, um, the one that I wrote is that, you know, I kept praying for a positive birth team mm. because I think my first birth, I really did have a good birth experience at the hospital. Yeah. I was very supportive, supported. And a lot of, you know, everyone kept asking me, even after I had my cesarean birth or this birth go very different route than what I was planning. And I do, you know, planning. Bunny. Yeah. <laughs> um, whatever these are called. Yeah. Air quotes. Um, <laughs> Air quotes. There we go. I was yeah. calling bunny. Yeah. I know that that's not official. <laughs> um, you know, like they, they checked in after they were like, I know that that wasn't his plan. How are you feeling about that? So thank you. You know, there was very surface level check-in, but um, they were very supportive. So I was praying for that, that good team again. And um, you know, all the nurses were great. So anyways, we were in the pre-op room and they did all the pokes and prods and all that stuff. And then we went back into the birth and, um, you know, the things that some like you, the light and all that, that stuff wasn't, it, it was definitely cold. And I was like, Oh, okay. I, I know that from the first time, but, um, just like, you know, just sitting on the table and, um, they had me get up on the table and bend over and that they were going to do the spinal block. Yes. Okay. Um, and you know, that was just an experience in itself. Just like, you know, last time I think I was in so much discomfort from the contractions that I was just like, yeah, I don't care. Like I didn't even feel that epidural. Um, so then, you know, they, they start the whole thing and my husband's beside me and both times I had like really, really wonderful anesthesiologists that were like angels over my shoulder and, um, you know, the birth was, I mean, cesarean births are pretty quick and, um, but I kept, I just like, I felt this, you know, spiritual self, like I felt this presence of love and support all around me. So, and the doctors were really great. Like I'm, I'm one to really know all the details about everything. So like, fill me in, like, let me know what's going on. You know? And the doctor kept saying like, this is what we're doing. This is happening. You know, like it was really great. Um, and, you know, the biggest thing for me and preparing for this or planning for this cesarean was like, I just want my, my baby to come to me as soon as possible. Yeah. And um, as soon as he was born, he was, you know, 
he, they showed me him and then they moved him over to the warming table and did the thing, but he, he was having a hard time. His oxygen levels, he was having a hard time getting to where that, that marker was. And so anyways, my husband went over there and he was with them and it, you know, they were talking and they were excited. So I was still like, okay, this is, it's good. It's good. Um, but then, you know, I kept asking like, is it, is it, is it good? Like what's going on? Where is he? But you know, I, I felt okay. Like I didn't feel stressed at all in this, in this time, even though he wasn't on my chest, I didn't feel like I was, um, I didn't feel ungrounded or unroot, like, or nervous or something yet, you know? And so, um, they were over there for a little while and eventually they, we, we, we moved out after the surgery was complete, um, they moved me out into the, um, recovery room and they were still working on our babe's oxygen levels. So he was on the warming table and, um, eventually they moved him over to my chest and he still was just having a really hard time. And then there was talk about NICU Mm. and I like, just my whole, I just like my, all the tears came, just flowed right out. Cause I'm like, I just had surgery. I wouldn't be able to go back there yeah. with him. So that was just like, Oh my gosh. So, you know, the nurses were like, we're just, we're going to keep what we're going to keep with it. We're going to keep with it. And luckily, you know, no, nothing apparently was going on outside of our own little world here in that room. And, um, they were able to stay with us and then his levels were able to, you know, stabilize. Um, but then it was just like, okay, you know, baby's legs and feet are purple anyway, but like you start to like, okay, was well, this, um, you know, like that was the thing I kept checking out, like check his out. How's he feel? How's he do it? You know, these little, little imprints, but, um, everything, you know, worked out and we were back into, um, our room by that afternoon. So, oh, yeah. So good. So good. Mm -hmm. And I'll just plug really quick. If anybody wants to go and read Miranda's full birth story with even more detail, I'll link her journal on her website um, so that folks can go read it if you want for her son's birth. But uh, I'd love to know how, you know, that very different birth experience and, you know, older, wiser Miranda (laughs) moved into postpartum um, the second time around the first few days and beyond, what was that like for you? Yeah. Well, I mean, I was prepared for hospital stay. And so I, um, made sure that I had my bags packed for that. And, you know, the biggest thing for me and and for postpartum recovery is warmth. And, um, we can get that through, a whole bunch of different ways, but I, I brought that in with my hot water bottle and I brought that in through, um, I brought like these little quick oatmeal things from like, I don't know. I got them. I don't know. These little quick things, you know, have oatmeal and teas, a lot of teas. Um, you know, I think it, I really wanted to bring like broths and all that stuff, but it didn't seem something that was like doable for me. So I'm like, okay, I'll just make this work. And, um, so there was that prep there, but then, you know, I think I, I knew, I knew like the, the chest and the, the, I had a uh, pain in my chest, which mm-hmm. is very common post, um, cesarean birth. Okay. And so, um, I knew that just because I, with my first one, I had that pain 
And we actually ended up going to the emergency room because I thought that like I was having a heart attack or something because I didn't know that that, that's what that pain was. Um, So having that prior knowledge, you know, like, and not all the doctors were out, they would check in on me and I'm like, yeah, I just still have this pain here. And um, some of them knew what I was talking about. Some of them didn't. So um, that was, I think like having that prior, having the prior experience and then also just knowledge of just what I'm, what I do for work, um, knowing what to ask and, um, and, and to advocate for myself, you know, in a different way. And I had this, I think the first time you're born into a mother, it's just really fucking vulnerable. You know, like I think any kind of postpartum is vulnerable. You're in a state of openness, but like the first time you're like, there's so much newness, you know? And so this time I feel like I was able to advocate for myself a little bit more or like tell, tell, say exactly what I needed or, um, yeah. So the hospital stay was, you know, good. We were, um, he did drop in his weight, Um, but all of that stuff happened before we left and he was, he was good. And so we came back and my mom, my mom was here. Um, and you know, I, I prioritized health, like, I mean, rest. So I came up to my room and really rested as much as I can and, and rest being like, I let my mind take a break and, um, I would sleep or I would, you know, just literally lay on my bed with my babes, you know, like let my body rest. And then all of these different practices, these tools that I've learned throughout these years um, of like Abhyanga, doing this warm self oil massage. I never let my hair, whenever I showered, I um, made sure that I blew dry my hair. So like no cold would get to my body. And um, my mom always had like, she, she brought me like, she's, she said, Miranda, I don't know. Cause the things that I eat are just weird to her. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I just left these recipes out and I taught her, like I told her how to make these, these things. And she said, tell me what to make and I'll make it for you. Aww. So I made, um, like con- she made me congee and kitchery and always like, just bring like, just, it was, it was great. But, um, yeah, I mean, I really think that these, these different tools and I, I try to reflect back, like it was just such a different experience for me. Um, and this, this time around this postpartum was so insanely healing mm. for me and I feel supported and I feel nourished and that was not at all the case, you know, yeah. so much so that, you know, by like four weeks, I'm like, yeah, I feel great. Then I'm like, but girl, no, you're going to tune it. You're going to, yeah, make sure you like chill it out still. Cause you're only four weeks postpartum. And so that's a big thing too, is like, we think the mind thinks that we're like fine and we're doing the thing and we're fine. You're like, we could go back and do the thing, but it's like, no, we gotta, we gotta let this time, like we gotta, we gotta keep it mellow, you know? Yeah. 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 What did that feel like bringing home your son with your daughter at home already? What did that feel like to be a second time mom? my goodness gracious. Okay. So yeah, immediately as soon as we got home, I like saw my, our daughter and I just started bawling because she looked so big to me. 
And our little girl is like, you know, we have been fortunate enough to be together a lot of the time. And so um, to bring our new baby home was just like, oh my heavens. You know, that was the hardest thing for me as transitioning from like one to two is just like, wait, my baby's not really a baby. Anymore. She's like a big girl, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, it was so, you know, and also um, being prepared for holding space for whatever emotions came up for her too, because I know that that is a big transition and, um, you know, all kids display it in different, in their own ways. And so I was, you know, prepared. I told my husband, like, you know, we might see some regression in some places or we might see some behavioral stuff, but, you know, just like holding space for her. Um, but it's been really smooth. Like she's been, um, very loving towards him and very, um, and now that he's a little bit older, they just like look at each other and smile and coo and it just like melts me all over again. But, you know, it was such a, it was such a big thing for me to see, like see, to have two babes and to see our little babe, our first babe, not really babe, you know, like a big little girl. So yeah. (sighs) Crazy. So with all of that said, I'd love for you to share any little nugget of wisdom or words of advice for other moms going through postpartum or about to go through postpartum. What are your words of wisdom for them? Oh, girl. (laughs) If you have any. (laughs) Oh, my heavens. How do I? Okay. Um, Honestly, I think think the biggest things – like is just preparing for postpartum. And I think, you know, a first time mom going into birth, like just to, like, I always say like, it's good to make a plan or like good to be informed, but like surrender to the process. Right. And, you know, like, so when we go into birth, like know that like, we're going to probably be pretty darn tired, regardless of if it's a planned cesarean or, uh, you know, your birth takes, it doesn't matter whatever your birth story is or whatever your birth looks like, you're going to be pretty pooped in the end or at the, at the start of postpartum. And, um, so like bringing in warmth and calling in support. And if it's during COVID getting creative with that, you know, people would say, Miranda, what is it that you need? I'm like, checking on me. And don't just like, ask me how I'm doing. I'm like, get, go past it. Like, ask me how I'm actually doing. Um, I'm yes, that, um, so warmth and reaching out to your community and setting up food, 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 um, whether you have people delivering you foods or if you do frozen meals, like cook them and freeze them, um, food is just like the biggest thing, even, even six weeks, eight weeks, 10 weeks postpartum, um, And, and, you know, also (laughs) not, um, I think like when we go into motherhood or we turn into motherhood, I think it's more so first time when we go into motherhood, we seek out a lot of, it's so new to us that we seek out a lot of experts for, um, to like know what help, how to do this thing. Yeah. (laughs) But, you know, like seek, seek information. And then come back to self and see, filter it through your own self and see what lands with you. 
um, because something that, um, that Sally Sue over there is doing might not feel right in your body. And so I think it's just, and it's so many different things in, in postpartum and in parenthood, but that's probably the biggest thing is just coming back to self and trusting your own inner guidance system. Yes. I could go on forever and ever about that, oh. but that was just like, <laughs> a couple nuggets. I love it. That was perfect. Oh yeah. Oh, thank you so much for sharing your story. Oh, so good. So good. And thank you, listener. If you enjoyed Miranda's story as much as I did, subscribe, give us a rating and share with your friends. It really helps other folks find this podcast and feel seen and less alone.